You know why Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson is smarter than us, Jerry? Well, now, there's well, many not, reasons. Yes, there is. But when he decides to come to town, and he's coming to the Palace Theater Wednesday, March the 18th, go to Kappa.com for the tickets. He's coming in town to talk about science fiction movies and what they got right and what they got wrong. That's a great concept, yeah. huh? Good morning, Dr. Neil. How are you? Hey, hey, excellent. Thanks for having me. Good, good. We're both kind of fighting a cold here, so forgive our uh, our voices this morning. But you're coming into town. Why did you choose to take this uh, this movie avenue <laughs> well, first, everyone has seen movies. We all love movies. We all think about movies. We all movies are in our in sure. our bones. It's in our culture. And I thought, as a way, you know, I'm also an educator. I'm fundamentally an educator, in addition to being an astrophysicist. So, so why not use movies as a tool to highlight science that people maybe should have known all along or should be thinking about when they see science portrayed in films. And so, uh, so the title is An Astrophysicist Goes to the Movies. And I got about like, like 40 it. movie clips that, would, that I'll analyze and talk about and explore and, and, and celebrate. Can you, or, tell or us, <laughs> can you tell us without a spoiler of the last 20, 30 years, what would be an example of one that, like a science fiction movie that really got it right? Uh, well, so it's not only science fiction films, it's any film that, so they're films that try to get the science right, and I'll point out stuff that they got wrong, and then there are other films that have no, no, they're not even trying to get anything right, <laughs> but if they happen to get something right, I'm the first in line to point it out. So I'll give you one. Here's one. Okay. All right, one. All right. You ready? You ready? Yeah, yeah. Are you seated? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Monsters, Inc. Oh, my kids love that movie. Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Those doors are four-dimensional portals. That's what those are. And they didn't even make a big deal of that fact. It's, if you open a door and you show up in some kid's closet, wherever you happen to have that door, you have accessed the fourth dimension to do so. Think about it. Is that any different from the surface of your desk? Let's say you lay pages out on the surface of your desk. Okay. Say, oh, there's no room left on the desk to more pages. Of course there is. You stack them. You just invoked a third dimension. But if you, were, if you were bound into the surface of that desk, that'd be like putting the papers in some magical new place that you have no access. It's like, oh, my gosh, where are you putting those extra papers? I don't know where that is. So imagine we live in three dimensions, and now you have a portal, and you pass through this portal, and it goes into a higher dimension. That's what Monsters, Inc. was, and I was enchanted every time they opened the door. So it's a celebration of higher dimensions. Yeah, but what you're missing, uh, uh, Neil, is if you <laughs> if you do that and you're in a kid's closet, that's 10 to 20. <laughs> <laughs> Legal ramifications is a whole nother nother. Yes. Hey, are you a uh, buyer on time travel? Um, it's not a whether you buy it or sell it. It's it's, is it real or is it not, right? And so that's the good thing about science. You don't have to bet. You can, yeah. You can actually yeah, just, that's true. You can know the answer in advance. So we, we know how to travel into the future, but it's, it's, not as, it's not as useful as you think because we don't yet know how to travel back to the past. So, yeah, I can send you arbitrarily far into the future by having you travel fast. Right, and Einstein tells us correctly that if you travel fast, your time will tick slower than for everybody else back here on Earth. So I can send you at 99% the speed of light for some amount of time. You come back as 100 years later, and everyone who loved you is dead. So you know what good is that? What it's it's not useful to you now. 
backwards time travel has issues. Because suppose you go back and prevent your parents from meeting each other. And then you will never be born enough to go back and then prevent your parents from meeting each other. So that makes you, you know, think. Yeah. It's like Back to the Future <laughs> yeah. in the photo, right? right. The Mar- photo. Marty like McFly's the, disappearing. The photo, you remembered that. The yeah. photo. Oh, by the way, I, talk, there's a, I have a whole section of the talk on, t- on, on time travel. And, of course, um, Back to the Future is in there. By the way, it's not all just critiques of, of, of science and movies. It's sometimes I praise it. Now, the one movie for which there is no praise is Armageddon. That one, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. That one violated more known laws of physics per minute than any other film ever. What made. was the recent Brad Pitt film? Uh, oh, I know it, you're it talking didn't about. do much box yeah. office. Ad oh, you Astra. Mean, you mean Ad Astra. Ad Astra. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, it, it, they tried, and I. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. You know, you know. Um, Mark Twain had a saying, and this is this drives my entire talk. It's it's. First, get your facts straight, then distort them at your leisure. Okay? Right. Okay? So I don't have an issue if you want to tell a fun story, but at least anchor it. All right? And by the way, yeah. don't come after me saying, no, it's just a movie. Why don't you relax? No, because if, let's say, you're a car expert, right? And there's a movie that takes place in 1956, and parked on the street is a, is a period piece. And parked on the street is a 1960 Chevy Bel Air. It doesn't work. You would cry foul. Yeah, that's and, true. And you would praise the person who knew that. You say, hey, you know your cars. Oh, wow, that's cool. And so I'm thinking, why do they get praised? And people come snap at me for saying, let it go. You know, I said something about, about, about Frozen, right? Uh, I, said, I just commented about, you know. E.T.? Um, what's that? E.T.? Uh, no, 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 Frozen. The, the, the movie. The, the yeah, movie the Frozen. Movie. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. The movie. And I said something about it, and, and the, the Twitter stream was, was filled with people saying, Neil, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> it's a I cartoon, was- Doctor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson is coming to Town Palace Theater March the 18th. Kappa.com is how you get tickets, or you can call him 614-469-0939. Hey, give us your educated opinion on the coronavirus, should we be worried because it's the kind of the thing that's kind of getting people frightened right now? Or is it a lot of media blow up here? Yeah, let me add that you guys started this call by saying we're all a little sick right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody that has a cold thinks they have it. That's right. The thing. Now, yeah. now, fortunately, viruses can't transmit via phone lines, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the real interesting fact here is um, – uh, viruses do what they do, you know, they go viral, right? You forgot that that's the original use of that term, right? We think going viral is how many people watch a YouTube video, but in the world of a virus, a virus is just being what a they virus. Do. And so I think it's a, it's a huge experiment. And um, I mean, it, it, today, everyone knows what you're supposed to do to reduce your risk, right? You wash your hands. We, we kind of knew it before, but we really know it now. And so I'm wondering, and as we enter the summer months where a viral transmission is reduced relative to the winter, um, I'm curious whether it's going to try to get into the United States and we're just going to say, no, it's not infecting me because I'm washing my hands in other times when I wouldn't have, and I'm not touching my face at times when I might have. And I'm just one, I'm, it's, a, it's a contest between knowledge and what a virus wants to do. And what scares me a little is that sales of Corona beer have dropped. You know, 
What's up with that? Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, you know, uh, Dr. Uh, Neil, deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson joins us. Now, locally, I want to ask you a local question because something big might be happening here, and I'm sure you know about it, the Hyperloop connecting Chicago, Columbus, and Pittsburgh, $24 billion the cost. Is the Hyperloop something that this city should be interested in, or is the cost too much? And then Is they, it even feasible? Yeah, yeah so, I mean, Hyperloop, still reads like science fiction, but the physics is there, and it's legit. And, you know, just, just have we forgotten how much we used to dream about what technology would bring to us? We used to dream one day we might fly faster, fly at all. We might fly faster than sound. We might go to the moon. We used to dream that all the time. And now someone says, we have an innovative way to get you fast from one location. Oh, that's too science fiction. I'm not going there. It's like, what's wrong with us, people? I mean, even if it's a little on the edge of what is possible, should that mean you say no? Now you're going to say, well, it costs too much. We have problems we need to solve. Let's go back 30,000 years and we're all in the cave, right? And I say, there's a discovery I want to make out there on that mountain in the valley, in the river. And you say, no, we have cave problems first. Don't leave the cave until you solve the cave problem. Don't be bringing up that fire again, Neil. Because that's who you sound like. Oh, Neil in the fire again. Fire there. Fire, that's fire, a great fire. response. That's yeah. why he's a doctor and we're two dopes on the radio. Hey, I know you're a host. You're the uh, host of National Geographic Star Talk. Do you prefer being the interviewer or the interviewee? Oh, I'd love. I don't like being. I mean, it's fine to be interviewed because I know I have knowledge and that people want to know. But I much rather learn from other people. And so Star Talk is. Uh, I get to interview all manner of people and find the way science has touched their lives. Didn't you do Stephen Hawking a few years ago? Yes. How then, was that? And then a few, uh, you know, he died like a few months right. after that. Um, but that was, it was awkward, yes, of course, but very important. I'm in his office, and he has very deep wisdom. He also knows, because he can't put together whole paragraphs, so every sentence is like a distilled essence of wisdom. And you, you realize that people who do more listening than talking, that when they talk, it's time to shut up and listen to them. Yeah. Right? And uh, that, that's a different category of person. And, and, his law, and we, I greatly miss him because he was an important fixture on the landscape of rational thought uh, in the world. But also, Cosmos hits Monday, okay, next Monday. Um, uh, Monday the 9th, uh, Cosmos airs on National Geographic, um, and, and that's long in the waiting, and it's Cosmos' possible world. Very hopeful uh, um, uh, projections as to what our, if we are wise, given the power of what we know, we can shape our future to be something we can look forward to, something that our descendants will be proud that we introduced rather than embarrassed that we had destroyed. You're a star now, yeah, Doc. You are. you are a star. Do you, does the United States government or any other government in the world you think have a living or dead alien? And, and why isn't why aren't we getting more information about about aliens? Not uh I think E. T. we know we know, you know, or I mean we know unidentified flying objects exist, but what about aliens themselves? Yeah, I'm not authorized to comment anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Just, oh, look just, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. Gotta yeah. go. <laughs> no, very, I have a very simple reply to that. It's very simple. All right? Do you realize that upwards of a billion 
photographs and videos are lifted to the internet every day. We, if, if a cop mistreats you in the street, we have that from seven different camera angles from passersby. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it seems to me, if you had an encounter with an alien, we would have that nine ways from Sunday yeah. on video footage streaming virally on the internet. But the best we have is fuzzy video obtained by the Navy. All right. So it, are the aliens only presenting themselves in a fuzzy way to the Navy and not to anybody else in the whole world now that we have unprecedented means of recording? So I'm just saying, I, I'd, love, I'd love me some aliens. Bring them on. Here's what I worry. I worry that we have been visited, but they, but they, <laughs> they landed during Comic-Con and nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Bad luck. Uh, uh, you can uh, hear all that at the Palace Theater coming up March on the 8th, March 18th, the 18th. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you could spend a uh, hour talking to anyone in history, past obviously, who would it be? Isaac Newton. The, the, the dude was just brilliant. And I'd bring him forward. So, so I thought, I think about this. I said, if I bring him forward, I say, look, dude, we got problems. Can you help us solve it? But then I realized, oh my gosh, this guy was around. 400 years ago, 300 years ago, and I, I, say, I would say, look, we have a problem with transportation. He said, what's the issue? Well, you know, CO2 is getting put into the atmosphere, and he'll say, well, what's CO2? And what, <laughs> what's yeah, the yeah. internal combustion engine? And what is oil? And what is, I mean, I'd have to explain everything, and then I'd realize how advanced we are relative to people of even just a few centuries yeah, ago. Yeah. And and so then you realize, well, if science and technology has done that much for us, you can't it would take you weeks to explain it to someone, even a brilliant person from the past. Maybe we should spend more time celebrating what science can do rather than standing in denial of it. I tweeted recently, I said, I wonder what anti vaxxers would say when offered a coronavirus vaccine. Sure. What are they going to say? No, not for me. No, no, yeah. I'd rather die. You know, I mean, what? So, so science matters. Science and science is, is an access path to what is objectively true in the world. You can't just cherry pick it to fit your politics or your cultural preferences. That's not how that works. Yeah. Who's the kid? I'm following him on, uh, I just started following him on Twitter. The kid that invented the, uh, the boat that cleans the oceans. Uh, I don't know. I have to look up. I have to oh, check on that. It's fascinating because we got a big problem with our oceans. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we got to clean that. more plastic in the ocean than swimming fish? Yeah. You know, that's just not good. Would you agree, though, that, you know, and I know we all have to do our part, but really, don't don't you think we need India, China, the other countries to help out, too? Yes, but you can, but you, yes, so there's two ways you can do it. You can say, I'm not doing it until everyone else is on board. That's one way to do it. Well, that would be false, but yeah. I I don't know if everyone else, but I'm going to lead the world by example, and they will follow. Okay? That's what good leadership is. Leadership is, I have insights that you haven't figured out yet for yourself or for your people or for your country. Watch what I do, and then they follow. So so I'm, I'm of the leadership model, I think. Because not everyone has that knowledge or that insight. And you could try to beat them on the head or whatever. So, but no, that, since when does that work? Right? Yeah. 
so you lead them and say, look at what we've done. Look how our economy has grown with these yeah. new emergent industries, and you invest in the right way. You, and, and that's how I think about it. Well, by the way, if we don't, let's all just move back to the cave, because that's where we're headed anyway. Or the moon. <laughs> You'd want to bring some air. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, well, good March, stuff. Yeah, man. March the eighth. I'm going to make my kids listen to this interview. March the eighteenth. Kappa.com is how you get tickets, or you can call them. Uh, going to be a great night. Seven thirty. Tickets available now. You are the man. Is there anyone smarter than you? By the way, no. Don't confuse just because I know stuff with Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh that hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Situation. Just be very candid about what he yeah. knows and doesn't know. That's, uh, that's, you kind of love that in somebody. <laughs> no, don't confuse how much I know with whether – I don't even like the word smart. If I know Neither more, do we. No, here it is. If I know more about stuff than you do, uh-huh. it could be because I watch less football. Okay? Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, there's a lot of interstitial time in our lives – that you spend basically doing nothing or not enlightening yourself. And I take every moment, I say, oh, I got 10 minutes here. What can I learn? Or what can I think about? What can I do? And I just love learning in my field and outside of my field. And then if you know enough stuff and you have enough interconnections in your brain, you come up with new ideas because you had new stuff to connect. If you have nothing, if you're not thinking about anything, where's a new idea going to come from? It'll just be a stale idea based on old stuff that you already knew. Wow. I like it. Oh, by the way, I have a moon joke because we were talking about moon. Okay. A yeah, moon yeah, yeah. A joke. Moon joke. <laughs> he's, even, he's even funny. <laughs> DeGrasse Tyson. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So on the moon, if you all had colonies on the moon, it'd uh-huh. be kind of fun because you'd want hotels and restaurants. And the restaurants could have good food, but they just have no atmosphere. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. G-rated joke. There yeah. You go. See you, Doc. <laughs> all right.